God wants to take some of you to an elevated level, but you're just reluctant. And now for The Reluctant King, Part 7, The Will of My Father. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And today is, it's one of those messages where it deviates from my planned agenda. And as I was in my prayer this morning around Five something this morning, God spoke and he said, today I want you to simply speak on the will of my father. You use three passages of scripture and you shall flow, which means I'm only going to read these three passages and I don't have any other notes other than that. Matthew chapter 12, verse 50, this King James Version for whosoever shall do the will of my Father, which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. Matthew seven twenty one through 26. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not. For it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these things, the people were astonished at his doctrine. Luke twenty-two forty-one, And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And said unto them, why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The will of my Father. There are basically two paths, and there are two outlooks in life. 
that an individual or a group or even a nation can take. And you will either fundamentally decide to walk either one of two paths. The paths are very simple in their basic origin and concept. And the two paths are this. My will or God's will. When you boil all of the stuff down, those are basically the two paths. And those are the things I have seen. And I have seen both extremes. I have seen some who said, I'm going to do things my way. I'm going to live my way. I'm going to live my truth. I've seen that opening. And, and, and that truth, when you go to digging in, it is usually surrounded by lies and lies and lies. But it's their truth. I'm going to live my way. I'm going to live my truth. Or I am going to submit to the will of my heavenly father. And see, even submitting to the will of your heavenly father also means submitting to the will of your earthly father. And that thing doesn't change until you get married. So it basically says, you know, that's one of the Ten Commandments, honor thy father and thy mother. So and you don't really come out from under that until the two are joined together. And for this cause, shall they cleave under one and then lead their mother and their father. But basically until then, you're under your earthly father who ought to be under his heavenly father. So God will even tell you to submit in order to submit. The problem is, you all said the problem is, we want to do things our way. We want a Burger King life. We want to have it our way. We don't want to live the will of my father. And I can understand the attraction and what appears to be the pleasure of my way. You know, some people have this statement, my way or the highway. And they believe that. They really believe that if I live my life by my rules and the way I want to do it, everything's going to be beautiful. And for a season it is. But see, what you have to do is track that thing over the long haul. And you have to ask them years later, how that working out for you? And when you track it years later, you will find all of the turmoil, all of the discomfort, all of the mess that my way has caused. Can't see it right? You got to track this thing down the road and you will find down the road a destruction that has come in every single area of your life. To be honest, I wish I could live my way with no consequences. Now, see, the, I can live my way. I just don't want to pay the consequences. It's too expensive. I wish I could live my way with no negative consequences. It just doesn't work that way. I can live my way for a season, but after that season, I got to pay the price for that stuff. Living God's way, Prophet Dexter, as he prayed before the message today, he was so on target when he asked people about purpose and to come down if they wanted to know their purpose. But purpose is the first part of four. You got to know your purpose. Then you got to walk the path to the purpose. Then you have to be prepared for the pain of the path. And at the end of all that is the prize. What we want is to know the purpose and get the prize. 
We want to leave out the path and leave out the pain. Don't work that way. I want my body in real good shape. That's what I want. I want my body. But what you don't want to do, I don't even have to go into that. You want the prize, but you don't want the path, and you don't want the pain. You just want the prize. Doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way in the natural. It doesn't work that way in the spiritual. That's why Jesus, Jesus said he was in agony trying to follow God's will for his life. Wasn't it pleasant? And he said, Father, if there's any way, take this bitter cup from me. And listen. Now, this is the deep part that we often don't emphasize. Just about that section in that garden of Gethsemane. This is the part we don't emphasize. God had to send an angel to strengthen Jesus. Did you read that? Did you see it? And an angel came and strengthened him. He was getting so in pain and, and so following the will of God can get you weak at times because you get tired of this stuff. It's not an easy path in certain seasons. Now, it's always better in the long haul, but you go through bumps along that path. And along that path can be some rough bumps and look, Jesus needed an angel to come strengthen him. What about me? If Jesus needed an angel to strengthen him, what about me? What about you? Turn to the person and ask, what about you? You need an angel? You need an angel? I know I do at times. I need an angel to help me so I have some folk I have to deal with. I need an angel to help me not to cuss them folk out. <laughs> I need an angel to keep my peace with this. I, I need to be strengthened at times because the will of my father is not particularly easy. It's always best, but it is not particularly easy. The purpose, the path, the pain, and the prize. And you got to have all of those. Can't leave out one of them. You got to have all of them. So it's a challenge. I had three people tell me today, Pastor, you need to let your top up on your car because it looks like it's going to rain, and it does. You know why my top is down? This morning, God told me, I want you to drive your Miata, and I want you to leave the top down. So when I got here, I'm looking at I said, Lord, it looks like it's getting ready to rain. It looked like it's going to rain. I mean, I could almost... It looked so cloudy, and the humidity was high in the air. And I'm looking, and you talking about leaders top down. It's like it's getting ready to rain. And I'm not sure it's not going to rain. See, that's the other fallacy that we sometimes have. We think just because God has told us to do something, it's not going to rain. I remember one day God told me, ride your motorcycle today. I was like, look like it's going to rain. Ride your motorcycle. I got on that motorcycle. I rode that motorcycle. By the time I got about a mile from my house, the tire started going flat. I was able to make it to the office, pump the tire up. When I left the office that day, the bottom fell out of the clouds. I mean, it just had me drenched in about 30 seconds. I'm just covered and just drenched to the max. Because I can't get any wetter. I can't get any weather, so I'm just driving. Then the lightning starts flashing. We got one of our lights up here on the video. Like, it's just a flashing, almost like lightning. So I'm driving in this motorcycle. Lightning is just a flashing. Bottom is falling. It's just 
pouring down rain. Had on my helmet, but after a minute, I'm comfortable because I can't get any wetter. And then I hear God speak. I want you to understand something. Ah, the master of the storm. And I sent you in the middle of this storm so you understand it. I am the master of the storm. I control the storm. So don't you worry about just because you're fine, aren't you? Yeah, I'm fine. Now, I'm wet as I don't know what, but I'm fine. So sometimes God will send you through a test of faith. And my car top, now my son texted me. He said, Daddy, it looks like it's going to rain. You need to let your top up. And I told him, I said, look, I've got a remote where I can control my car from my phone. So I unlocked it. And I told him, I said, look, if it starts to rain, run out there and let the top up. But don't let it up unless it starts to rain. So God will send you through some things. And he will test your faith with some things. And some of the things just look like it looks like it's not God because it's painful. But that's why Jesus was in agony. He had to go through something to fulfill destiny. And the pastors, we were talking about it just yesterday, all of the, all of the destinies he has spoken. Number one, he says, your next church you got to build is going to be built at 4,200 seats. And, and your uncle even prophesied. He said, I see this. You have to build a new church and all this. And 4,200 seats. And I know in order to do that, Something big has to happen. Then he talked about with your business. I've had multiple prophecies. You're not going to be just a millionaire. You're going to be a billionaire with a B. You're going to have a billion dollar business. And then he's prophesied, you're going to live all this long life, 116 years old. And then he's talked about, you're going to have this phenomenal healing ministry where you're going to just raise the dead. And I got one more family-related prophecy that's just unreal. So I got all this stuff. I got five major prophecies and then one more. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't want any of them. I don't want any of them. I don't want a 4,200-seat church. That's a lot of headaches. You got to deal with 4,200 folk. And 4,200 out of them, 4,100 going to be Negroes. You got to deal with 4,100 Negroes. <laughs> That's... A hassle. And if you get older, you just don't want to take on more hassle. I see Pastor Emeritus Hope Smith is sitting in the audience. What do you think about dealing with 4,100 Negroes? <laughs> exactly. 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 So I said, look, I'm in no hurry about dealing with this. this I'm comfortable. I'm in no hurry about that. Well, what about a billion-dollar business? I don't want that. There's nothing I have to buy. There's nothing material. We were in West Palm Beach yesterday, and, and while we were there, see, Elijah chose that trip, and while we were there, we drove by these mansions on the ocean. It was just a vacant lot, and the lot was $30 million. So you got all these multi-million dollar, super expensive. I don't want not a one of them. None of that illusion of material excess excites me or I have any desire for it. So I have no, I got all the money I need. I can buy anything I want. I just don't have that many. Well, I don't need a billion dollar. But I know a billion dollar business got some headache to go with. I don't want that. 
Well, Pastor, what about the healing ministry? What about that? Do you know how much hassle goes with that? If folk find out you have a healing ability, do you know you can't go anywhere if you become nationally known and you raise a few dead folk? Do you know how many folk going to swamp you? When we just left our trip, we went to the Ark Encounter, and we were taking a picture in front of this big door. And there was a lady, this is a Caucasian lady. She said, I'll take your pictures. And she was, and then all of a sudden, as the three of us stood in front of the door, all of a sudden, she put the camera down. She said, she said oh my goodness, it's y'all. It's y'all. She said, it's the brothers of the word. And the lady, her eyes started tearing up, and she just been there just hollering. It's y'all, it's y'all, it's the brothers of the word. So here we are in Kentucky. And this lady recognizes us and goes on for about 10 minutes. When you become super famous, if you have that supernatural power, it would happen everywhere I go. I don't want that. I like to go places where I folk folk would just come up to you. Can you pray for me? Can you touch me? Can you, you know, trust me. That kind, you won't even be it. Jesus said the people wouldn't even let them eat. So I'm, I'm, I'm not in a hurry for any of this stuff. So all of those prophecies and all of those things that have been prophesied that almost appear to be impossible. But God says, I can accomplish all of that with just one supernatural act. All of that with just one supernatural act. But the challenge is we have to be open and obedient to the purpose, to the path, willing to bear the pain to get the prize. And we don't want to do all of that. And I'm struggling with this myself because I'm comfortable. The worst thing in the world is comfort. And I'm struggling with this because I'm comfortable. And some of you, you don't want to do the will of God. You want to do your will. And that's why stuff is messed up. You want to do your will. And it messes with every single area of your life. Because you want to do your will and you want to live your truth, which is a lie. And that's the challenge that all of us have to face. Will we submit and will we do the will of our Heavenly Father? Or will we stick with just our way. And I deal with so much, and, and he spoke to me. I want you to go back and listen to the series that you preached called The Reluctant King. And this is, this is the story of Saul. When God first told me, I want you to study the reluctant king, I knew it was Saul. And you wonder, and this is when the children of Israel demanded a king. And God told him, he said, look, if you get a king, He's going to tax you. He's going to send your sons. He told them all that are negative. He said, we don't care. We want a king. I said, all right, I'll give you a king. And then he anointed Samuel to go anoint Saul. And Saul went and ran. When Samuel told him he was to be appointed king, he went and hid among the baggage. He he just ran. He didn't want it. He didn't want to do it. You said, yes. He said, why? Why would God appoint a man who didn't want the job. Why? 
There are so many things. It's like, why I got my top down? It's like it may rain. Sometimes you can't understand God's whole purpose because our vision and our understanding is so minute in the vast, infinite intelligence of God. I've read every book that Jonathan Kahn has written. I'm, I'm on his latest book now called The Josiah Manifesto. But it deals with how he goes through modern stuff and he points out how the dates align to the day of divine ordination, the 50-year jubilee. He talks about some things just dealing with nations and some of the stuff, how with COVID, how the thing happened with COVID. It was really, really interesting about January 20th, 1970. January 20th, 1970 was the first day of the official enactment of the law legalizing abortion. January 20th, 50 years later, to the day, was the first day of the case of COVID in the U.S. So I said, it's 50 years to the day. And he talked about how these things all correlated. And I've seen in my own world, even within this church, we had a member, and God had spoken to him and told me, in 10 years, you'll be leaving this church. And an incident happened. And I had to dismiss them off of staff and move them out of position because of the incident that they were involved in. And I asked him, I said, God said, you got to get this done within seven days. And I said, look, when I spoke to you that in 10 years you'd be leaving this church, I said, we did that 10 years. And they said, in seven days. I said, what? It was 10 years to the day. So God knows some stuff. I said, look, now, you may not agree with it, but one thing you can't argue with, you do know the timing of this thing is to the day. So you know this is God. Now, you may not like it. You may not agree with it, but what you cannot argue with, you know this is because you know I spoke it 10 years ago, and this is to the day, not to the week, to the day. Yeah. Can't argue with that. Yeah, because you spoke it. I remember because I wrote it down, and you didn't even remember when the day was. But yeah, it's seven days from now. Yep. And the day God told you, to, yep. God knows timing that we are not aware of. He knows the end from the beginning. And you would do well to follow the God. You don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. You can't figure it out. Most of them, whoop, I'd have known that. No. God knows that. That's why he told you to do that or not to do that. Because some of you are saying, if I'd have known that, I sure wouldn't have done that. God knows. And if we follow the will of God, our lives overall would be a lot happier and a lot smoother and a lot more prosperous. My will and our will can get us through for a season, but it has no long-term viability. We end up in trouble with this stuff on my will. And you know, man is a stubborn man. I got to go back and... I'm not going to call anybody down here for an anointing on doing the will of God. You go and listen in this. When I, I pulled it up on brothersoftheword.com, went to sermon search, just put in reluctant, and it pulled up, and I clicked on the first one, and then I began, this is part six of the reluctant. I said, part six? I didn't remember I preached six parts of the thing. I got to go back and listen to all six parts. So I'm not going to call you down for an anointing. You go listen to all six parts of the reluctant king. Because God wants to take some of you to an elevated level, but you're just reluctant. 
You either don't want to level or you don't want to take the path or the pain to the level. You just want the prize. But you don't want the path and you don't want the pain. And you've got to go that way. Jesus would have avoided it if he could. He said, Lord, if there's any way, take this cup from me. Any other way. He would have avoided the path and he would have avoided the pain. But God will send an angel to strengthen you as long as you're with us. I got to go back and listen to that whole. Now, the average message is probably 20 to 30 minutes long. So you got six of them. So you're talking about a total of three hours. Let me ask you this. What else you got to do? What else you, you spend three hours watching a movie? What else you got to do? See, this is what I'm talking about with our priorities. You can spend three hours watching a movie all day. You, you can spend three hours watching the game with no problem. All this worldly stuff is not going to benefit you one bit. All this worldly stuff you can do with no problem. What else you got to do that's more important? For those of you who have purpose and for those of you who really want to get in the will of God, go listen to all six of them, the, the reluctant king. Cause, and some of us, we were the reluctant queens. We don't want to do what God has destined and ordained and commanded us to do because often we don't understand it at the time. Or even if we do understand it, we just don't want to do it. And we have to become obedient. To get the blessing. We want the blessing without being obedient. And they don't go together. So I admonish you for any of you who are struggling to do the will of God, as I am. And I'm just straight with that. All them big promises, I don't even want it. So I'm still wrestling with re-gearing my mind to where I even want the blessings of God. I don't even want the 116. Well, Pastor Carl, I don't need to live that long. I got a firm, absolute, unshakable belief that I got a hundred times better reward on the other side. And this body is just getting old. It's in good shape, but it just ain't like it used to be. You know, I feel good. I'm vibrant, all that kind of stuff. But it ain't like what I used to be. It's just not. I was in the gym yesterday working out, and I was doing leg presses, and all of a sudden I felt a twinge in my knee. I used to didn't have a twinge in my knee. I was living 200 pounds, but younger, I could have lived 200 pounds all day long without a twinge in my knee. I felt a twinge in the right knee, and after the next set, the left knee didn't feel too good. I said, this body is getting older. Yeah, I'm still stronger than anybody I know in my age range, but this body getting older, Lord, it ain't like what it used to be. And there's some other things ain't like what it used to be. I ain't going to get into all that, but there's some other things at 67, not what it used to be at 27. So this body gets older. So I'm just not, and that's at 67. What is it going to be like at 97? So I'm just not just overly concerned about hanging around here that long, and I know I got none of those big promises do I have any personal desire for. But it's the will of God. So I have to re-gear my mind. There's purpose far beyond you. And that's what we met. See, my will is always self-centered. Lord, I want to do what I want to do because then what I want did for me. And God may have put you in the earth to be a blessing to other folk. But all you think about, I just want to do this because this for me. This will feel good to me. This what I want to do. And we don't understand the totalitarian 
God's will for our lives. And as we do, and triumph as transparent as I can be with my stuff without just getting too naked with it. But I have challenges with it. And I have challenges just even wanting the promises that God has given. Because I'm comfortable. And sometimes we got low aim when God wants us to be king. And we're comfortable just serving in the king's court. God wants you on the throne. And we're comfortable sitting on the steps. Because sitting on the steps is comfortable. It is. You just, you know, you feel fine sitting on the steps. It's almost just like a chair. Ain't no back to it. But you feel comfortable. So we, we, we get comfortable sitting on the steps. And God says, I want you on the throne. But we're comfortable. Are you willing? Can you give your mind and spirit to do the will of your heavenly father? The will of my father. Now, my earthly father... I remember him telling me, he said, son, he said, I don't care about you accomplishing all this great stuff. All I want you to do is be a gentleman. I want you to conduct yourself honestly, with respect, and with character, and with truthfulness, and integrity. All I want you to be, be a gentleman. Now, he trained me to be great, but he only asked that I have integrity. He trained me to be great, but he only asked that I had integrity. My heavenly father is asking for both of them. He says, I'm going to take you to places where you don't even want to go. And you can't even imagine if you just get obedient my way. And there are so many of you listening to me right now. God wants to take you to places where you can't even imagine. If you just can get away from, I want to do this thing my way. I want to live my truth. I want to go my path and my pleasure. If we can just get away from that and say, Lord, Yes, I'd like this, but nevertheless, thy will be done. And Lord, I just want to recommit to you to lessen my will and my desire. And Lord, I'm almost scared to say this, but whatever you got to do, whatever you got to do, to move me on the destined divine path. And though you don't need permission, I grant you permission to bring into my life whatever is necessary to move me to that path. I trust you. I trust that you have my best interest at heart. And I trust that even if you put weight on my shoulders, it is for the strengthening of my back. I trust you, Father. And because I trust you, whatever you send, I accept. 
And Father, right now, I just pray, give me the discernment to recognize your will. Wherever I travel, whatever I do, whatever my feet and hands touch and my eyes and ears behold, Father, keep me in your will, not mine. And if I can move to the level of simple acceptance and obedience, that which you have in store for me and for those who walk a similar path is beyond our imagination. Father, I pray this prayer for every person listening to me. Bring it and bring the understanding into their world that you are the Father. And you only have their best interest. You only have their good. But what father would give a child a snake or a stone when they seek bread? You are the best of fathers. And I trust you. And openly submit unto thy will. And thy son, Jesus' name, who also openly submitted to your will. We pray in the name of Jesus thy will be done. Amen. Going to ask Pastor James if he would close us out. We thank Pastor for that awesome message and just following the will of the Father even to flow without notes. Uh, I believe that it would have come across different if he would have done it off notes, but he, God gave us exactly what he wanted us to hear. And that's been a struggle with mankind from the highest to the lowest all through history is doing the will of the Father over their own will. And, and you know, that's not just limited to humans. Uh, a third of the angels, they got kicked out of heaven because they wanted to do their will versus the will of the King of Kings, the Lord of heaven. So even in heaven, the beings were still struggling with doing their will, thinking they ought to be in charge, looking at another way of doing stuff versus the one that created us all. And we have to be so careful. And this world is catering more and more to our will even from genders to everything to just you can just be whatever you want to be and they have a movie out called the creator and it's about artificial intelligence and and even yesterday everybody know i'm a technology buff and i got these virtual reality goggles from meta which is the company with facebook and one of the things, I tried it out yesterday for the first time, so one of the things that kind of alarmed me with it was they had a demonstration app and showing you how you can create these things in this virtual world. And the artificial intelligence in it, it began to call the user the creator. And I didn't even finish the activity, it just rubbed me the wrong way, but. It just shows you they're making each individual their own creator. So we have to be so careful as technology and the world begins to cater to our will 
more and more that we get further and further away from God's will. So we just needed this message today because you're going to see more and more of it, of them catering to the individual's will and less to the will of the Father. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the, the message that you sent today, O oh Lord. We thank you for even holding up the rain, O oh Lord. And even as a test of will, even instructing pastor to leave his top down, to say not your will, but my will. Even when we don't understand it, O oh Lord. Even when it doesn't look wise in the natural, O oh Lord. We choose your will, O oh Father. And we pray, Lord, that you just help us to walk into that destiny, O oh Lord, that you've called us to every prophetic thing that you've spoken over our lives, O oh Lord, that we've been reluctant on, O oh Lord. We pray that you'll bring it back unto our remembrance, O oh Lord, that you'll help us to walk in that obedience, O oh Father. We thank you for this word today, O oh Lord, and we just declare, not our will, but your will, Heavenly Father. Just repeat that after me if you believe it. Not my will, but your will, Heavenly Father. Not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part 7 of the series titled, The Reluctant King, subtitled, The Will of My Father, by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 2011. That's 2011. To listen to thousands of free messages, or to send this message number 2011 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you, and you would like to help support this ministry, Go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often, because brother, you need the word. Oh,